Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden. Part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, listen, the name says it all. But if you're really rocking with us, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And you can also leave us a five-star rating on Spotify as well. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. Now, let's get to the show. Wah, 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 wah. That's that club horn. <laughs> DJ. Ma, 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 ma. Oh, you know, my DJ skills be on pop. that man, Pat Pitt. Well, I, I have you ready to run through a roof, boy. Run through a roof and a wall. It's time for our skull check-in. Pat P fired up. If you're watching this on YouTube, and I hope you are, Pat P, not only does he have a new hairdo for the season, he also has a new backdrop. He's currently in Minnesota. And if you're not following my guy on social media, oh, by the way, you need to be following all things covered on social media. Pat P probably gave us the funniest was it a gif was it a video or what, what, what they call what they call that the young people what they say i just can't do it up the stairs wait a minute no hold on pat p you're not really a dancer like this you can't do that at all can you do that for real though that that's i feel like that's like a that's not really a dance move you just high stepping for pat the most p, man you know when it comes to dancing in the family you have the least rhythm that, Matt, I can do that hundred percent. I already did it. When? What the footage? I don't want to put no footage. I did it with my daughters, man. I did it at the house. What the footage? You gonna see it this year when, when I get another pick six. Now, how you gonna do that slide with them cliques on? That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's how I learned how to do it. What's your cliques on? I was working out. I kid you not, I was working out about uh, about two weeks ago when it first came out. What's the name of that move anyway? You know. Oh, hey, but that's on hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, hey, uh-huh. listeners and viewers, go follow, go check out what we're talking about. Pat P was so excited, man. He put one of the funniest videos I've seen in a long time on his social media pages to show how fired up he is about this season. So let's keep it real, Pat. Let's get right to it. How does it feel to be back in Minnesota? You guys are currently involved in voluntarily volunteer workouts. And it seems like there's a lot of people there. So how it feel to be back in back back in the home front? Man, it feels great, man. The whole squad's there, man. Everybody's the whole squad. In. The whole squad's there, man. Everybody's locked in. Everybody's, you know, ready to fight. And that's the the beauty of it that I was with these guys last year and saw that hunger, saw that grit, and now to see them come in with some new energy, have a new face of the organization, and Kevin um, leading the squad. Um, a lot of lot of new Jews. Um, just the atmosphere is just different. You know, the building looked different. A lot of new, a lot of new things around the building, a lot of new slogans. Um, so the, um, you know, the anticipation for the season is, uh, is definitely getting at an all time high, man. Guys are really ready to put those pads on and, and start, you know, putting it all together. You know, this, this work, just workouts and classroom stuff is all good, but yeah, put those cleats on. That's when, you know, football is definitely has begun. 
So when will you guys officially get on the grass and do team-related activities? In two weeks. I think phase one is over in two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. So right now, you guys are just working out. You're yeah. doing some conditioning together. Go coaches. watch film. Yep, watching some film, getting to know the coaches, working. Um, You know, we're just in the building for about, you know, three and a half hours top. Okay. And, and what are your early impressions on your new coach, head coach Kevin O'Connell, and your defensive coordinator, uh, Ed Donatel? Man, I love the mentality of uh, uh, KO, man. Just how to be connected with his, with his players and how he have uh, um, teachers that help us, you know, help each player reach their, you know, their full potential. Mm. And, you know, opportunity to handpick every guy on his, um, on his coaching staff. Um, speak very highly of them, had some crossing somehow um, down the line throughout his NFL career. And um, just with him seeing how it's supposed to go last year, how it's supposed to be, you know, sticking to the strip, understanding the process, not getting getting down on yourself, understanding that this is a marathon, you know, not a not a not a race. You know what I mean? So you have to uh, with being around Sean and uh, being around a, a, a lot of great coaches over uh, over over the years, you can definitely see that he's bringing some of those traits that he learned over the years to to him being uh, to him being a head coach um, today. So um, his enthusiasm is great. You know, his mm -hmm. energy, um, his person—I uh, don't know how you say it. Uh, I guess how he engage with people also good. You can just tell that you know, you know, wants to get to know the person that he's. Mm -hmm. uh, as on his roster and Ed way, you know, I had opportunity to be with Ed, well not be with him, but, you know, cross paths with him when he was a defensive back coach in San Francisco. Yep. Seventh pick that year. So he had opportunity to work me out, go, went, you know, go through the pre-draft visits and all of that stuff and playing them twice a year. So we always saw each other and he went on to Chicago, I believe, um, after he uh, left San Fran. So we played those guys almost every year as well so yep you know always you know having a a good close relationship with him and and just seeing that wherever he went you know it was always good things came out of it and, you mm -hmm. know I'll, if the if the if the time if the opportunity ever presented itself i would love to have an opportunity to play with you and so happened he came here to minnesota picked uh, got kevin, your wish yeah kevin picked him to be his defensive coordinator and I knew that from when they when they signed him, it was only a couple of places that I, I would I would want to play, but this one was def definitely number one. So check this out for me. When it comes to Ed Donatel being in San Francisco, he's been around a three four like scheme right throughout the majority of his coaching career, especially the most recent spot. What are you guys running there in Minnesota base wise? Is it a three four? Is it a four three? Do you have any idea potentially on? The, the the scheme side of things defensively. What you see is what you're going to get. You know, what you've seen over the last 12 years and the schemes, that, that's what you're going to get. And the thing okay. that I love and what made me so impressed about it is that you have to win on the edges. Mm -hmm. And you got, got Davies now coming off the edge. I mean, your defense is pretty much set. You're going to make the quarterback job that much harder. You got Harry. Yeah. In the back end, that does a great job in disguising and blitzing. Um, you got Cam, who's going to be a long corner, who's I think this system fits perfect for him to mm -hmm. be able to 
aggressive and play off a little bit with his vision. And also having those pass rushers is going to make his job that much easier as well. So, I mean, you know, I just can't wait to see how all is going to unfold. Um, but right now on paper, you know, it looks good. You know, it really it, it, yeah. And the thing I like about 3-4 defense is I played in 3-4 defense pretty much my entire career. Pat, you talked about having guys that can set the edge and put pressure on the quarterbacks. You put your most athletic pass rusher who can stand up or have the luxury of putting his hand in the dirt, and that type scheme, you're going to cause hell. And yep. you got Zadarius, you got Daniel. Those two guys can arguably be one of the best duo of pass rushers in the NFC if everything go, works out accordingly. And then it also makes the, the, the guy's job in the secondary a lot easier as well when that thing has to come out. Matt, and I'm telling you, when they signed him, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going back because I never really played on a team that had two dynamic pass rushers. Oh, man. Oh, man. I pass. never had I two just... dynamic pass Who can wreck havoc at any given passing down? Hey. Well, hey, you thought you put up Hall of Fame-like numbers in Arizona. You got two guys that can rush the pass like that? In Pittsburgh, early on, we had Joey Porter, Clark Hagans. And when oh, Joey yeah. left, both of them we had, too. It, we, it, we had, you played with both of them. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. It comes full circle. Then Joey and Clark left. We get Lamar Woodley and James Harrison. Lamar Woodley as well. You play I forgot. It, Willie did come out there. Man, this thing full circle. All you got to do now, Pat P, is just go get you a ring. That's it. And it'd be yeah. all the way for it'd be all the way full circle with the fam. You just go get you a ring. Man, you know how man, I, I ain't man, Matt, you know how big that'd be, man. I mean, that's man, I want a, a championship ring. That's all that matters to me now. I can tell you this much right now. Just seeing how much the fans love Minnesota Vikings, the players, the organization. If y'all bring them a championship, they will forever be indebted to all of y'all. The, the, the city, what you, I watched the Minnesota Timberwolves game last night. God. <laughs> the atmosphere last night when they, when they beat up on the Clippers. It is seated on fire. I'm here. It was 37 degrees at night, last night. Huh? It felt like. 37. Yeah, it was 37. Man, Even still right now. It's cold, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that's, either, that's even more of a better reason to get them a championship. Get the people a championship, Pat Pete. And the city is on, was on fire last night. Boy. But listen, they will forever be indebted. You can get all the, the Juicy Lucy burgers, all the, all the five-star restaurants. You t yeah, you call and say, man, this Pat P, I need a reservation. It don't even matter for how many. We got you. You need a dealer car? What kind of car you want? What kind of furniture you need? Do you need some groceries? Listen, you get all them perks. Trust me, I know. Man, I uh, wasn't even starting my rookie year. <laughs> man, I was getting everything I wanted. Pittsburgh. <laughs> it didn't even matter. Where you want to go? How you want to get there? What you need? Is your family good? You need the dog good? You need somebody to sit and watch the dogs? Oh, man. <laughs> Get them a championship. And the only y'all stay healthy, stay the course, you got a shot. But every Super Bowl team has a primetime player at the quarterback position, right? Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins has come out on record saying he would love to retire as a Minnesota Vikings. What, what, what will he do to actually have that, to actually make that happen, you think? 33 years old, he's entering on the 11th season, one playoff win in four years in Minnesota. What needs to happen for Kirk to be able to say, I'm going to retire as a Viking? Not only get to the goals, but 
you know, make a run in the playoffs. Yeah. I think I no secret, you know, Kurt Mo, you know, the big one, he can't win it. But I have all the confidence in the world in Kurt. You know, I've been around him, you know, last yeah. year, Bros. Very, you know, uh intelligent quarterback, you know, know where everybody is in the offense, understand the scheme, understand defenses. So it's nothing that he can't do. It's just now is, you know, answering that big question is winning the big game. Yeah. You know, not only the big games, a couple big games, you know what I mean? So all his stats and his accolades are, you know, right there with the best of them, especially over the last two seasons. No question. He's a top five quarterback by far, statistically. You know, you know, uh, you know, guys obviously go by names and, and things like that, but he's a you know, statistically, he's a, a top five quarterback in this league over the last two seasons. So yeah, I come down to is just Kirk getting us to the playoffs, winning a couple of games in the playoffs, getting us to that, you know, the big NFC championship that'll be a start. Um, and ultimately get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and I can't wait to see exactly what kind of relationship will flourish with Kirk Cousins and Kevin seeing what Kevin grew up under, you know, you know what I mean? Under Sean McVay and seeing the relationship that Sean McVay had with his quarterbacks, right? I can't wait to see exactly what type of dish Kevin and Kirk Cousins can whip up together. I think it's going to be phenomenal because not only because they had a relationship in Washington, mm-hmm. it just, just alluded to, he had an opportunity to see them, how important it is to have a relationship with your quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. As oh. At, let them have input, let them be in on the game plans, you know, having them understanding your philosophy, you yeah. know, what I mean? standing their weaknesses, understanding their strengths. So um, I think it's going to work out great, man. It's, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very, very exciting season, man. So yeah. I can't wait. Ex- from- Expectations will be extremely high for a team that did not make the playoffs. And we always see when it comes to NFL teams that get to the Super Bowl, Oftentimes, that one of those teams didn't make the, uh, the playoffs a year ago. Cincinnati did not make the playoffs the year before last year. So yep. who knows what can happen? Reaction to some number changes. Dalvin officially told us in October that he was changing his number. Cam did as well when we had Cam on the show some months ago. Uh, so now Dalvin has four. Cam has three. Any other number, notable number changes within the team? Uh, not that I know of. I didn't. I, I forgot Cam said he was gonna go to three. I didn't even. I didn't even look at his locker today. <laughs> yeah. Hey. And so I was with Terrell Buckley this past weekend in Tallahassee. Terrell Buckley. We gotta get on the show. He's one of the head coaches for the XFL league that will be uh, coming out in 2023. So Terrell coached Cam at Mississippi State. I say, hey, I say, T Buck. You know, we had Cam on the show uh, a while ago, and he he mentioned that they y'all used to call him the Needle, right? What was his what's his nickname? He said the needle. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he used to pop things. And T Buck said Cam wasn't popping nothing. He wasn't <laughs> popping nothing. The only thing he probably popped was a pimple. He wasn't popping nothing out there. Talking talk about the needle, but he, he spoke real highly of Cam though. Said he believed he's gonna have a great year this year. And you know, that year three for some guys is that year that bam, everything clicks on. You yeah. know what I mean? So this is year three for Cam. So let's see exactly what happened. Last question for you, Pat, before we let you go. Do you really want more targets in 2022? I mean, that's the only way that I, I feel like I can make plays. Yeah. Over the last 
five season. I have yet to get a season over 75 targets. What? Over the last five? Yes. Over the last five seasons. And my thing is, too, wait, I, I don't have anything with uh, PFF. I just want to know how they go about their grading. Like, if I, don't, if I get two targets a game, how am I getting graded out to be a 50? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand that. Like, I, I want to... See, I think what they do is even when you're not necessarily getting targeted, they look at body position, where you add on a guy. But you also, too, one thing people have to realize, to, to assess and analyze a player in the secondary, you got to know exactly the rules and the responsibility for everyone. Right. Everyone. Right. And and I, that could make you think, oh, they might be playing quarters, but it might not be a quarter. It might be, could be a quarter, quarter, half. It could be a double-digit call. It could be three or it could be six. You know what I mean? It depends on what's called. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's the thing, too. When it was calling, like, when I get, like, we'll be in a, literally in a quarter, um, a half technique on, uh, on uh, you know, on my side or whatever. It's like when they gave it, when they said I gave up the touchdown against Arizona. And, uh, yeah, to Rondell Moore. It's a, I'm, I'm deep. It's a scramble. Uh, what What is the first rule of thumb, Matt, when a quarterback scramble? You got to up, you plaster. Deeper the deepest, you plaster your coverage, the guy next to you. Yes. This guy came from the number two position. And mm-hmm. it, pro football said that was on me. It, when I give up a bang eight and cover two, mm-hmm. because I'm crossing my face, they assume that that's my man. Yeah. It's a zone concept. But, I don't, I don't, I won't, I won't necessarily, I don't appreciate it, but fans look at that as the Bible. Like, like, I, that's Some the thing. Because, like, you're giving me a grade at, uh, like, it'll, it'll, it'll be a game, Mac. I get, I get two targets, no catches. And I look at the thing, I'm still grading out as a, a, a 59, 63. I'm like, how is that possible? Like, mm-hmm. I did, I made a couple yeah. times. How is that still a, a deep grade? Played every had 64 targets last year. That's so. How is that like? Is that at, at the end of the day, that's a sign of respect, or like they not they not putting that in the factor at all? It should be. I mean, the only way you can make plays is the ball got to come your way. God, though, right? I'm an old guy. That's what they say. Well, you got a young boy haircut right now, so you ain't too old. <laughs> but I'm on five targets in the last five seasons, giving up two targets on average per game. Let them know how you feel, Pappy. I'm right there with you. I see you out there doing work. I just don't appreciate how the, 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 how the, 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 the pro football focus do the grades. That's the, yeah. that's the day. A lot of people look at that stuff and a lot of front offices look at that stuff as well. Yeah. The, the front offices that believe in analytics. They 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 tap into that area. But like I said, man, it's it's when it comes to fire zone concepts, when it comes to double calls, when it comes to straight dog type concepts, it's a lot that goes into play in the secondary. Hey, and Mac, you know what I want? I want pro football focus. What I want them to do is hire me when I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I through grade on defensive backs. Cause I know every yeah. I know every scheme. So that's what you need to do. Get guys in there who understands every scheme of a defense yes and it doesn't matter if the safety is trying to manipulate the quarterback with a disguise concept 
That's the thing a lot of people get confused with, too. Oh, he's might be in the box, but you don't know exactly what he's doing. But the only way you can know what he's doing is look at the other guys on the second and third level and they tell you what they're doing. Exactly. They tell you what they're doing. It's, there's not too many people that can know what people are doing in the second and third level by watching the, watching the guys on the front, on the on the front, on the first level. Outside of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady said he knew when we were playing five zones in in, in Pittsburgh, because Casey Hampton, Hampton was tilted a certain type of way. Now that just that just some astronomical type knowledge right there. Like that's freaking Tom Brady. Like <laughs> I don't know how you know that. Hamp tilt one side. Oh, I know y'all in the five zone. It doesn't matter what y'all doing the second day. I'm looking at Hamp. Think about that. That's right. how great Tom Brady is. I don't even look at the second day. I look at the tilt of the center, the nose guard, and he tells me what y'all doing the second day. Dang, Tom, that's tough. That's some high level stuff right there. No doubt about. But usually for us, the second level and the third level guys will tell us when I watch the game. You know, I already and I call you. I get I call for for affirmation, right? I I I, I call. Well, y'all, I want to make sure y'all was in code three. Yeah, we was in code three. Then we we can talk. You know what right. I mean? But I I gotta get I get, I gotta get my confirmation for you because it might have been something that y'all inverted. That's another thing too. People in the secondary invert calls all the time. And invert is basically changing something on the fly. Right. Like me and you could have something going on where the other guys in the second day might not be involved. But as long as me and you on the same page, we're inverting. Right. It's a lot that goes into coverages. That's why you got to understand what you're doing mentally. And for guys, you heard PFF, Pat P said, hey, bring him aboard so he can really break down the X's and O's. Because there's a lot of players that feel how you feel, Pat P. No doubt about it. And I, I feel like they have to get, they're going to give the real grade. Get some guys in there that play real football, that understand real coverages, mm -hmm. real schemes, and give a true grade from there. Because I just, I, I just don't understand the grading problem. I really don't. Yep. And I, well, as a Bible. Yeah, some people do. Some people do. Well, you got 64 targets last year, according to PFF. Let's see exactly what you get. Hey, Pat P, I know we were talking about bringing a, a Super Bowl to Minnesota. And one thing I love about our fans, especially for our YouTube watchers, they love tapping into our comments. So I'm going to ask them a question right now. Okay. If the Minnesota Vikings can deliver a championship in, in 2022 regular season, leading to the playoffs in 2023, if they can deliver a championship this year, what would you do? How would you celebrate? Who, me? Like, give you us... No, not you. I know how you're gonna celebrate. I'm gonna celebrate right there with you. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put on. But <laughs> correct. Well, we're gonna tell Eric, we're gonna take a hiatus from the show. We're we'll catch you when we on dry land because I, I ain't gonna be on dry land this time. No, no, no. Well, you get that Super Bowl, you everything. What okay? I won't be on dry land. I'm gonna be right there with Pat. And I might have twists by that time anyway. Man, coach, I told my wife, I said, man, the girls going to get home, school if I won a Super Bowl. We ain't going to never be on dry land. No, uh you can't be on dry land. You got to be in the air flying somewhere. But fans, let us know, how will you, how would you celebrate? Because I feel like most fans, if their team, favorite team football-wise, can give them a championship in their lifetime that they can remember, they will be satisfied. Yeah. So... You know, that you can remember that you can definitely tap in and be like, I remember this play. I remember that play. I'm not talking as a toddler, but that you can remember, accurately remember, they will be okay. And there are a lot of Minnesota Viking fans that's from the ages. Uh, there's a lot of ages. Uh, 
But I was about to say, I was about to go through the age. Hey, I was about to go through the age bracket. Man, if you still living in you in your 80s. Yeah, I was about to say from 80s. You ain't ever seen a championship for Minnesota. The Vikings. 70s, 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, and in the teens, you've never seen it. Heck, for the ones that are in their 50s now, I don't think, because the last Purple People Eaters were in the 70s. So, yeah, they seen them play in a, in a Super Bowl, but never seen them win. How would you celebrate? Let us know. Hit our comment section in YouTube. Let us know how would you celebrate a Super Bowl win by the Minnesota Vikings. In the most exciting celebrations or I guess the, the weirdest celebrations, we might, we, might, we might call it out on the next week's episode, Pat P. Old as hell here, too. Huh? Be cold. Yeah, that parade gonna be icebox. <laughs> yeah, that parade. Now, we should pack the whole Minnesota up and go to Miami. <laughs> that ain't happening. No, they gonna celebrate in that cold. That my first parade in Pittsburgh, it was about twenty degrees, and it was a dude out there in some tidy whities and no shirt, and some Tims running behind the parade uh, vans, That's and he, it, huh? I said, that's when it, that's when it's going to really mean something. Just celebrating in the city and the atmosphere and that weather, uh, grinding it out. Yeah, but me, kind of the goose on coach. Uh, I know you're gonna be wrapped up, scoffing everything. But let us know, fans. Tap into our comment section. If the Vikings can win a championship this year, how will you celebrate? And let us know what you think. Let us know how you feel, and we're gonna talk about it next week. We'll, we'll tap into a few of the the more exciting surprising celebrations we might bring it on the show and call you out as well mention your name and give you give you some praise so pat p i can't wait to see what our comment section will look like next week and of course next week we will have another outstanding episode for you guys along with another special guest so coming from pat p brian mcfadden all things covered once again we will see you when we see you peace You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.